We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. My name is Walker Wildman. Good to be with you today on the show. Broadcasting live across the country, 180 radio towers all over the Internet World Wide Web. AFR.net is the URL. AFR.net is the website. We also have an app out there, the AFR mobile app. Easy for you to download. Takes you just a couple minutes. And we are live streaming the video on Facebook. I'm still in YouTube timeout. But we are live streaming the video on the AFA at the Core Facebook page, AFA at the Core Facebook page. And lastly, just this week on Monday, we launched AFA Streaming. We launched AFA Streaming, and as of this morning, we had over 3,000 users. Over 3,000 users. We started out at a couple hundred on day one, and Bobby, we are at 3,000 users on AFA Streaming. Wow, it's amazing. We had a thousand yesterday from Tony, and in uh, twenty-four hours, you <laughs> go three hundred percent. That's amazing. Yes, that's amazing. Should be interesting to see what happens between now and January. Absolutely. Let's see. I'm going to text our IT director now. That was a, a, a this morning number. Um, so I'm going to text our IT director right now as we speak, and see where we are as of one o seven p.m. Central. So we'll see what he says there. If you haven't done it yet, go and create a free account. We have a free account and we have a, a donation account. So you can do one of the two. Um, with your free account, you can watch AFA at the core when we upload the show after the show. And there's several other things you can watch with a free subscription. If you would like to donate monthly through eCheck or through credit card to American Family Association, you can get access to everything they're on the platform. So streaming.afa.net is the URL. Streaming.afa.net is the URL, Bobby. Walker, I had a question come in uh, on the commentary for the show the other day. Um, people who are ongoing uh, supporters, donors, and so forth, they're, they're asking the question if they, they, they're going to be getting free access to the, uh, to the platform and so forth. Can you give them some more guidance in that area? Yeah, so th the way we have it set up is is uh, everything is automated, okay? Everything's automated because we have technology now. Uh, so if you give online through either a credit or debit card, or if you uh, use the e-check option, which is it's an e it's an online option, but it draws uh, it's like an electronic check, hence e-check. If you use any of those options on our website. Uh, you will be auto-enrolled into to be a great commission partner, which then qualifies for access to everything on AFA Streaming. All right. Um, there there has been a few requests, you know, hey, I send you a check every month or every other month. And my answer to that is if you'll call in here, all right, um, we, we can, we might can work something out. 
but the way our system is set up is we, we don't want to be manually touching it all the time, all right? You got to understand when you're talking about technology, you're talking about a donor database and thousands of users, um, we just don't have the manpower uh, to manually go in every single month and say, hey, did Joe Smith mail us her check this month, all right? That would create a manual nightmare that our data team would have to handle here. So it's best, it's most convenient if you do everything online and then that way your subscription is automated. Automated, Everything's automated. So once you sign up, you're in there. Um, and, and our system knows if your donations are current. And then if for some reason you're not able to donate anymore monthly, then you roll off as a great commission partner. All that's picked up in the system automatically without us having to manually uh, handle it. So that's a little backgrounder there uh, about how AFA streaming works. Your account in AFA streaming is tied directly to your online donation account. All right. It's all one in the same. Uh, so those all those systems are integrated and talk to each other. That's very cool. Yeah, very, so, very easy for the listeners. For yeah. Sure. So that's that's the, the background of there. And that's why we, we prefer so much uh, the online giving and the monthly giving online is once you set that up and, and you can even give $5 a month. Look, $5 a month. That's all you got to do. Uh, $5 minimum to qualify as a great commission partner on the streaming platform. So um, that's what you can do. And actually, uh, to set my account up a month ago when I was testing it out is I set up a $5 recurring donation on the streaming platform, and that's still going through today. Uh, every uh, month, my debit card gets hit for 5 bucks from American Family Association uh, so that I can access AFA streaming. Jumping right into the show today, Proverbs 3, verse 31 and 32 is our scripture of the week. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, but the upright are in his confidence. And, you know, we, we often get told by the world that Christians aren't to judge. Christians aren't to judge. Christians can't judge. Well, Scripture judges. And by the way, believers, Christians can judge. We should scrutinize everything. We, we should scrutinize ourselves to make sure that we are living up to God's standards. Uh, but we also have the freedom, we have the liberty to scrutinize others and their conduct and their behavior um, to, to fully understand and to um, recognize whether um, our standards or whether others are living up to God's standards. Um, and here... In Proverbs, it says in the, the second part of this, for the devious person is an abomination to the Lord. That is a judgment, folks. That is a judgment. Um, so we, we are to judge, but we are to judge by God's standards, not by our standards. God's standards are the righteous standards, uh, so we don't need to come up with our own standards that are outside of God's law, outside of God's order. Um, and we judge, folks, we judge every day. All right, who are we kidding? We judge every day. Um, I go through the drive through and my burger is not how I ordered it. I judge. I say that restaurant did not put my burger together how I asked them to. All right, <laughs> we all judge. You put on a pair of tennis shoes, they don't feel good. You immediately start casting judgment on whoever made the tennis shoes. You say, I don't like these. They're not comfortable. They're cheap, yada, yada, yada. Um, you are casting judgment there. So to think that we can live in this no-judgment society, um, that is a falsehood. That is a non-existent system, and it never never has been, never will be. 
Uh, God offers the righteous judgment, and his standard is the standard that we should use as well. The I want to play a few clips here. This, uh, folks, this, um, this shot is, before I talk about the Pfizer shot, all the other shots, and, and this just absolute train wreck of the Constitution that the Biden administration is doing, um, I want to talk about what went on in Virginia on Tuesday, because that was a, a huge upset for the Democrats there, all right? Don't let the media tell you that, that Virginia is purple, all right? Virginia is blue. Historically, for the past few decades, Virginia has been blue, my friends. It's been considered a lock for the Democrats up and down the ballot. Well, you uh, listen to this, folks. This is a lieutenant governor. The uh, lieutenant governor-elect, Winsome Sears there, she gave this inspiring speech, all right? This is a conservative uh, lady, woman, who got elected to the lieutenant governorship. And this is her speech about a minute and a half uh, about her story, how she got to America, clip two. My father came to this country August 11th of 1963. He came at the height of the civil rights movement from Jamaica. He came and I said to him, but it was such a bad time for us. Why did you come? And he said, because America was where the jobs and the opportunities were. And he only came with $1.75, took any job he could find and he put himself through school and started his American dream. And then, yes, and now he's comfortably retired. And then he came and got me when I was six years old. And when I stepped on that Pan Am Boeing 737 and landed at JFK, I landed in a new world. And so let me tell you this. I am not even first-generation American. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me, I was willing, willing to die for this country. There you have it, folks. We got the lefties going ballistic. They're pulling their hair out right now listening to American Family Radio. USA, USA, the chant broke out there at Winsome Sears' victory speech. There with, actually, uh, Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin, same location where they held their victory speech. And, folks, I'll tell you what. um, Winsome Sears won her race for lieutenant governor based on the content of her character. Amen. Winsome Sears didn't win the race because she's got darker skin than I do. She didn't win the race by pandering to division and hatred and bigotry that so often spews from the left. Winsome Sears won her race based on merit. And she's going to be the next lieutenant governor. Republican Winsome Sears is going to be the lieutenant governor in Virginia come January. And she was born in Jamaica, legally 
emigrated to America. See, that's the beautiful thing. That is the picture of the American dream. Winsome Sears, her father came first, then she legally emigrated to America from Jamaica, became a citizen, served in the Marine Corps, served our country honorably. That's where she was talking about giving up her life for, willing to serve in our military because of the, the, the dream and opportunity that America offered her. Now she is uh, going to be the lieutenant governor in Virginia. That's how it's done, folks. That's exactly how it's done. We don't need to run, run campaigns, run elections, run races based on, on pandering, based on skin color, pandering based on, you know, sexual orientation and all this nonsense. We need to talk policy. We need to talk substance. All right. That's what's going to win over the hearts and minds of Americans is policy and substance. And, and by the way, there's, there's a lot of talk about, you know, President Trump really didn't get heavily involved in this Virginia race. Yes, he endorsed Glenn Youngkin. He did some robocalls for him. Um, the, the, the Trump vote definitely showed up, obviously, uh, to help aid Glenn Youngkin and, and put him over the finish line. Um, but what we don't need to start, uh, I saw President Trump put out this statement the other day, a couple of days ago, basically claiming claiming that Glenn Youngkin won because of him, because of Trump. All right? That's just not true. Glenn Youngkin won because he campaigned hard and he had good ideas. That's why Glenn Youngkin is the governor-elect in um, the state of Virginia. So, you know, Trump, Trump's got to be careful here, all right? Because many conservatives are starting to look around and go, do we really have to have Trump? Do we really need Trump to be this focal point in the Republican Party? And look, I'm not anti-Trump. I'm not bashing Trump. The, the, the gentleman, the president, was one of the best presidents in American history. And I'm, that's not an exaggerated statement. He got done what he said he was going to get done. And that is honorable. That is noble. But also that came with that was a lot of baggage. And President Trump was not conservative on every issue. That might, must be noted as well. But I can tell you one thing for sure. President Trump was not solely responsible for Glenn Youngkin winning in Virginia. Glenn Youngkin was responsible for Glenn Youngkin winning in Virginia. And the voters in Virginia obviously liked him. AFA at the core will be back. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. According to a recent study published by the Christian Post, 76.3% of all abortions are obtained by, quote, God-fearing women, unquote, with 68.7% who identified themselves as Christian women and 18% of all abortions obtained by self-described born-again or evangelical women. A corresponding CareNet study found that many women with unplanned pregnancies go silently from the church pew to the abortion clinic convinced the church would gossip rather than help. America's greatest need is repentance. When the hearts of the American people turn to God, everything else will be impacted. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Your daughter may befriend, listen, and learn from others who are different from her, yet still find it challenging to understand their unique experiences. It's important to teach your girl that even when she can't relate, she can seek to empathize. Galatians tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. One way to help nurture her capacity for empathy is to pray for compassion together as a family. Compassion is the key that unlocks the door of our hearts and helps us imagine what it would be like to walk in the shoes of another person. Pray that God would lead each of you as you strive to understand others more deeply and connect in unity. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. When an abortion-minded woman walks into a pre-born pregnancy center, she encounters love and compassion and gets to meet her baby by ultrasound. And I was like, I'm going to go to the abortion clinic. And I already had my mind made up. This mom didn't make it to the abortion clinic. Instead, God led her to a pre-born center. And the lady is giving me my ultrasound. She's like making these weird faces and then she's like, it's two. And I'm like, I just start crying. I start texting my friends and like, I can't. The Ministry of Preborn was able to help this mom save not just one life, but two through ultrasounds. Preborn centers help save babies' lives and souls. Preborn runs and leads Christian pregnancy centers all over the country. To find out more, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Your love can save a life. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. AFR.net is a website. AFR.net is a website. If you want to watch the video content that we have here at American Family Association, you can go to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net, and create you an account there on our brand new uh, four-day-old streaming platform. It came out on Monday, and it is Thursday, so that streaming platform is just uh, several days old. And it's up and running, Bobby. Did we get a new tally from Tony? Oh, uh, we did. He said we're still hovering about, uh, about three, but between three and thirty-one hundred, between three thousand and thirty-one hundred, nice. um, there on our streaming platform. So over three thousand users there on the platform. Hey, I'm not on yet. Am I'm on now? You're on now. Welcome to the show. Wesley. Welcome to the show. Wes. Yes, I, I, just jump in. on in there, brother. Hey, listen, I, I don't even That's feel that like, older brother syndrome. He you know, just thinks he can jump in. You know what? At this point, I don't even need an introduction. Uh-oh. I just hop on in where, wherever I see That's best That's true. Fit. Our bad right there. Yeah, no. well, let's just call you co-host of listen. the core. Hey, Wesley Wildman. It, hey, look, I thought when we started this thing, that's how it was originally. So well, you act, you tell me that I, this whole time yeah. I, would just, I was never a co-host. This is something we were supposed to talk about off air, Wesley. Okay. I want to look. Um, okay, I like good. to keep you at arm's length. All right. Listen, I want an asterisk <laughs> underneath. And if the, you're if you're a guest, then the I can court. always choose not to have the guest on. That's but if a you're co-host, point. 
then it's That's like he's point. here every Tuesday or Thursday. Okay, right? I see. Hey, look, I, I, in, in that case, I understand. Yeah. I don't agree with the rule, but well, I understand hey, why. Wesley, speaking of uh, rules, um, folks, you're going to want to go over to Zuckerberg's Facebook um, while we're still using Facebook, might I add. For the time being. Uh, for the time being, but next year we're going to have our own live streaming option. So who's not, who's going to need the Zuckerberg? Not I. Nonetheless, go over to AFA at the Core on Facebook. You're going to want to see this on the live stream. I have the OSHA, the Department of Labor, OSHA rule that was published in the Federal Register today for uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, that is uh, long for OSHA. This is their 490-page rule. Yes, one rule equals 490 pages. Gonna force this is this rule right here, folks. If it goes into effect in 30 days from now, it is going to force every company with 100 or more employees to get this experimental jab. All right, no joke. This is not, you know, joking Thursday or something. This is the real deal. Uh, and Wes and I are going to talk about this. So this rule, 490 pages. Is I've got it. I'm holding it in my hand. That's why I want you to go watch the video so you can see it. 490 pages printed it off today. Used about three trees. So kudos to all the green folks out there, all the tree <laughs> huggers. Uh, made them mad today while I was. Hey, we it. replanted though. Oh yeah, we absolutely we replanted <laughs> some trees uh, when we printed all this off. But this I, is the rule, folks. Let me take just go right here real quick. You know, honest. Yeah. You know, you don't have to replant because nature runs its course and the seeds are already in the ground and they come up on their own. Don't, Anyways, yeah, don't worry. Trees, yeah, God, trees God, naturally God come said, up. I have God, to cut them down in my yard look, every week. God, God set it up to where he everything is accounted for there. So, anyways, all good right, point. Back, good point. back to your OSHA uh, conversation. Yes. Hey, I don't know how much obvious. Uh, I'm about to say something that's rhetorical. I don't know how much of this you've been able to read yet. But, <laughs> but I know the answer. That's funny right there, yeah. Wesley. I would like to you know. You think I'm going to go through this thing? No way. <laughs> I, I got to figure this out, though. Is this? Are they saying that this is um, a temporary emergency order, or is this one of those the flatten the curve emergency orders? That's going to last still, forever? Yeah. Well, you know if they get this thing in place, it's going to last forever. Yeah. See, the problem with that is that it violates every – OSHA rule that's been in place since its existence. Yeah. Which is the whole point of not being able to be forced to uh, share any type of medical information. You're talking about the HIPAA, HIPAA laws. I'm sorry, yes. I'm talking about the HIPAA laws. Yeah, the healthcare privacy laws. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. so this, Wesley, this right here um, is, this is the most egregious act I've ever seen Washington do since I've been around, and I've been around 28 years. Uh, this is the most egregious overreach by our federal government and the bureaucrats who should all just close down shop in D.C. This is, uh, Bobby, are you aware of anything as overreaching and as invasive as forcing people to get a shot? No, and to Wesley's point, there, I, I read, glanced through the, I should say, the first few pages. There's nothing temporary about that at all. It's not, okay. So they're waiting for that thing to be passed and rubber stamped, as we say, and yeah. uh, if you can get an emergency temporary standard in place, mm. you're you not going to rescind it. No, right, no, no. You, that that's the path to a permanent yeah. rule. Sure, is what that is. Hey, let me let me point out something else too. Uh, and and uh, I, today I'm just pointing out hypocrisies. You know, I've 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 had my share on the program where I have found common ground with the with 
those on the other side of the aisle. Today is not the day. Today, <laughs> You're not feeling it today. Today, I'm not feeling it today. I'm feeling to point it out a tremendous amount of hypocrisy. But if uh, COVID is so deadly, why would you wait and just do 100 or more employees? Why not mandate all companies? Well, that's actually an interesting point you bring up. News broke this morning that they're planning to expand this to every small business in there America. There you go. Hey, at least, hey, we're consistent because yeah. it's deadly, right? And from their perspective. Yeah, but 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 sure. also, if it's so urgent and so deadly, why wait months to write the rule? Yeah, Biden's, well, I, Biden's been in office since right. January. Yeah, and the vaccine's right. been available since sure. before he was in office. Hey, not to mention, uh, they're also giving you a uh, a long, long, long time in order to get that shot, the first one, and then the follow-up. So it can't be that severe, or they would have made give you, they would give you forty eight hours. Yeah, get it today, or today, we're all gonna all, die. Yeah, that's the problem here. Is that I don't I, I I if this does go through, the problem with things like this, at least I hope I'm right about this, is that hopefully, uh, first of all, hopefully this doesn't pass. But if it does, hopefully you um, increase uh, a rebellious attitude and yeah. a lot of the people and a lot of the companies as it relates to your First Amendment rights? Well, yes, we, we you can't do this. Right. You can't do this, and companies cannot comply to this, folks. Listen to me out there in America. If you own a business with over 100 employees, if you own a business at all, do not comply to this, folks. Mm-mm. Make them no Make them work overtime to enforce this. At AFA, we've already said we're not doing it. No, no Under chance. no circumstances will people who work here have to get an experimental substance put in their body in order to come to work every day here. That mm-hmm. is absurd, that's ridiculous, and that's illegal yes. on multiple fronts. All right, so that's the standard. To your point, Wesley— This is real, though, right? This is not— No, this is a real rule. Okay. This, the, it's it's <laughs> right. under a 30-day comment period, right. which is required by law. After the 30-day comment period, it will go into effect, and the final deadline is January 4th. Mm. After January 4th, OSHA's regulators and all their rulemakers and all their enforcers will be traveling the country, knocking on the doors of businesses to see if we all have the star. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, mm. um, the shot. <laughs> Very nice. This is Germany 2.0. This is Nazi Germany. Oh, Walker, you're exaggerating. Oh, no, I'm not. This is creating two classes of people yes, so that they can single us out down the road and know who us the, the rebels are. Mm-hmm. Who are the rebels? Oh, we've got their list back here. You know, it's that Walker Wildman, yeah. that Wesley Wildman, you know, they wouldn't submit to our authority. We should go after them. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about, Wesley. Yeah, we heard this morning, or I heard this morning on AFR, Sandy Rios in the morning, she had a, a guest on to t- for her spot, and they had call-ins. And they, there was one lady that called in that, uh, from Illinois, and you see how I got that right? Not Illinois. Yeah, Very that's nice. Illinois. Good. Good well done, brother. There. Well yeah. done. Uh, Illinois, and she had served her in government at a state level for, she didn't, she said in her entire life, she didn't give a number that I could remember, her entire life, and she sounded like she was, uh, she gave the impression she was in her, her 50s or 60s, getting close to retirement, and she was in tears because she's saying that they're coercing her to the point of losing her job. Mm. And as we, we prayed for her this morning in our staff meeting and uh, one of the 
our staff members, you know, just spoke out audibly and said that's just un-American. Yeah. It's un-American to coerce anyone to get a shot of any kind in order to come to work. Yeah, and so let's play a clip here. Um, This is a clip that Bobby pulled for us. This is the Daily Wire, which is – help me with his name. Yeah, it's the CEO, Jeremy Boring. Yeah, what's Mm -hmm. the the well-known commentator that works? Oh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah, Ben Shapiro's outfit. Uh, And then, of course, this this fella runs the outfit, but um, Ben Shapiro's still the bigwig there. Uh, This is Jeremy Boring. He's the CEO of Daily Wire. They have more than 100 employees. They're based in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's listen to his response to this federal illegal overreach. I want to start by saying the Daily Wire will not comply with President Biden's tyrannical vaccine mandate, and we've sued the Biden administration to put a stop to their gross overreach. Uh, The president lacks the constitutional authority to force individuals to take this vaccine, so he's trying to use the unelected bureaucrats at the Department of Labor to force private employers to do his dirty work for him. The Daily Wire will not. What the Daily Wire will do is fight the president's illegal overreach on both constitutional and administrative grounds. Private employers are not the federal enforcement, uh, we're not the enforcement arm of the federal government. Forcing Americans to choose between their livelihoods and their freedom is a grotesque abuse of power, and we won't be a party to it. We will incur the cost of, we will not, uh, excuse me, we will not incur the cost of implementing this testing regime. We will not incur the liability of inserting ourselves into the private health decisions and information of our employees. Our company was founded to stand against tyranny, and we will. In fact, we believe it's the responsibility of companies and state governments to resist this federal overreach. And uh, well said. You know, right there, if you're if you're a um, in charge, if you're a CEO, you're president of a company that has a hundred or more. And apparently, Walker's saying here they're looking at you know going to all companies. But mm-hmm. for now, that's what it says. Yeah. If that's the case, and you're listening to this, or you're in leadership in a company that has a hundred or more. I'm encouraging you to find that clip and share that with the person in charge or for yourself for you to have it and take talking points from there. And when you're asked, uh, if you want to do an interview, you don't have to. You can ignore the media on this. Uh, but if you do feel like taking a, uh interview on this, this is your talking points. And I'd stay real close to this, and this should be your position. Yeah. You know, and th- this, folks, <laughs> these these leaders – if that's a correct, uh, correct pronunciation. Um, these folks in Washington, they have no care or regard for the repercussions of this action. Mm-mm. What do I mean by that? I can sit here and say, well, you know, company XYZ should not do this. If they have to shut down as a result of this, and then you start talking into people's livelihoods and their mortgages and paying the bills and putting food on the table, they don't care if we all quit Mm-mm. because president Biden has secret service has hundreds of executive assistants or people serving him in the, in the, in the oval office and the whole white house apparatus, he's going to get fed. He's going to get his, his, uh, his, his gasoline burning, a uh, dirty fuel, a Tahoe to drive him around DC. Um, he's going to get taken care of. All right. These, the, all the, the congressmen, congresswoman, they're going to get taken care of. They've got a, a special pharmacy down the street uh, near Pennsylvania Avenue that brings their medicine over at, 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 at their beck and call. So these folks are so detached from American society that it doesn't matter if we lose truckers, if the supply chain crumbles. These folks are not going to be touched, mm-hmm. all right? 
the 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 billionaires like Bezos and others, they've got islands that they own down in the Bahamas or the Caribbeans. They're gonna fly down there. They'll be just fine. They've got their servants that are gonna be wearing their mask, serving them. Uh, so so <laughs> we we've got to fight this on multiple fronts. And, and one front, Wesley, is the legal front. And I've talked to lawyer after lawyer, and everybody is getting ready to sue uh, the Biden administration into oblivion. Yeah, in some ways, and I'm, I'm not the one that came up with this phrase, and I'm not saying it exactly, but when I say it, y'all will go, oh, yeah, I've heard that somewhere. But there is a sense, and I'm not going to, we won't have time to get into the theological position here, but there is a sense that uh, rebellion to tyranny is obedience to God. You know, It I, can be. Yeah, a, to tyranny it, it is. Yeah, to tyranny is. for sure. And that's what you're seeing here, and that's what you're going to uh, have to be able to um, – Position in your heart or, or purpose yes. in your heart is what Daniel did. He purposed in his heart, and he was very successful. I mean, God gave him favor and, and delivered him one time, and then the other time, you know, he, God used his um, him as a test as a testimony or a witness, and, and he was uh, successful in the eyes of God. Although, in the, and um, otherwise, he was, um, it was it was it was difficult time for him. Yeah, God created suffered. government. God created government to create and enforce just laws. All right. God created government, and that's what Romans 13 is about. That's Romans, Romans 13, sure. the context of Romans 13 yes. is operating under the presumption yes. that government is, is carrying out just law, all right? Just law according to what, Walker? Just law according to God's Word and His standards, all mm-hmm. right? Romans 13 is not a license for governments to do whatever on earth they want, and then we're just going to say, yes, sir, bow down, to to King Nebuchadnezzar or whatever other king, King Biden, and say, yes, sir, I'll get the experimental jab. I'll shut down my church. I'll do whatever you want to do. After all, Romans 13, right. No, that's not the context there, Wesley. Well, and just to confirm that, it reiterates there that it says that government is supposed to um, punish that which is evil and to uphold and to encourage and to promote that which is good. So we know that there's the original context of it right there in the text. Exactly. So we have the we have the full perspective of scripture there. So So defying tyranny defying tyranny is showing loyalty to God. Yeah, absolutely. Especially to his word. So the next time some of you mushy middle claiming to be Christians out there claim that fighting back against tyrants is somehow unbiblical, mm. unscriptural, bad for the gospel. Oh, is that not true? Yeah, and that's a, that that community is shrinking quickly <laughs> because yeah. it's forcing you to. Yeah, pick a side. That's yeah. where we are in America. Pick a side. AFA at the core. I hope you choose a side of freedom, by the way. We'll be back in a few minutes. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Hannah's Heart. 
a half-hour program specifically designed to encourage Christian couples walking through infertility and miscarriage. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome, but this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White each Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. You can find the podcast at AFR.net. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. This is Franklin Graham, and I've got an idea for Christmas, and that is to fill a shoebox for a child somewhere in the third world. These children live in poverty, and what I'm asking you to do is just take a shoebox and fill it with items for a child, put toys, school supplies, and then we give these boxes out, and we do this in Jesus' name. And put your picture in there. Put your address in there. Maybe the kids can write you back, but we need you to be a part of it. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to get involved. Send joy to a child in need with Operation Christmas Child. Simply pack a shoebox with fun toys, school supplies, and hygiene items. Then bring it to a drop-off location during National Collection Week, November 15th through the 22nd. You can also build a shoebox online. The best part is the good news of Jesus Christ is shared alongside your gift. And each child is given the opportunity to participate in a life-changing discipleship program. Visit SamaritansPurse.org OCC to learn more. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. You know, continuing our discussion on this jab, um, there's really, really two angles here that I want to focus on. There's the medical angle. Uh, what we just talked about last segment was the legal angle. Um, then there's the medical angle, all right? And for those of you out there, and I know there are some, there are many actually, um, there are even Christians who, who who have this view currently that, you know, this is a public health situation. Um, government has full authority to do whatever on earth they want during an emergency health situation. So we should let the government tell everybody in America, no matter your circumstance, that you should get this experimental shot. Oh, but Walker, didn't the FDA give full approval to Pfizer's shot? Oh, they did, but that shot's not even available in America yet. That shot's available in Europe. So the shot that the FDA gave full approval for is not even on the market in America, all right? But back to the to the to the legal side of this, or the medical rather, um, there is that view out there 
that view is percolating, and that's why some Christians just don't even talk about this. They don't want to fight it. Sure, line me up. I'll get my my star card, whatever I need to do. Um, but folks, this is this is about individual liberty, individual choice, which affects all Americans. Track with me here. If the government can tell you that in order to earn a living and pay your bills and put food on the table for your children, you must do, you must do everything the federal government says. That's what this is about. Oh, Walker, this is just about a shot. Just get your shot and be quiet, Walker. No, because the next thing will be bring your Bibles to City Hall. We're taking them all up. And if you don't do that, well, then you can't have a job because all the Bibles are banned from public reading. Walker, that will never happen. Folks, have you read the history books? Have you read the history books? This good old America that we've been enjoying for 200 and plus years has not always been around. And there have been tyrants and kings and dictators that have risen and fallen in this world since the dawn of creation, since God created Adam and Eve in the garden. There has been evil percolating this earth. And America is one of the only, one of the few examples of a society being set up based on godly biblical principles of individual liberty and religious freedom. And here's what we have to appreciate here, folks. Here's what we have to appreciate about that which we're fighting over now. Individual liberty, according to our founding fathers, applies to everyone. It doesn't just apply to those who, dis- who agree with the king in the Oval Office. Constitutional liberty, the Bill of Rights, applies to people across the board of every stripe, every creed, every ethnicity, every color, every religion in America. That's what makes this experiment special. Because my neighbor, for example, I may fundamentally disagree with my neighbor on virtually every issue facing America today. But you know what? My neighbor has the same God-given constitutional rights that I enjoy. And so he is protected too. I'm protected. He is protected. That's what this country was set up on. But the path that this administration and these these anti-American Democrats, the path that they're going down and the path that they are on now, is one of single-party rule in America. It is a path of only one side gets to participate in society. The other side, they don't because they don't think like us. So they should be canceled. They should be banned. They should be fined. They should be shut down. They shouldn't be able to access bank accounts. They shouldn't be able to drive on these roads. 
that us lofty, smart people build? No, they should just be able to push to the corner of society and be quiet, don't have a say, because you guys are bigoted, you're hated, and you don't belong here. That is the message of the Democrat Party today, 2021. So to everyone out there, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a born-again believer, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, I don't care right now. Because this message of liberty appeals to everyone. Because if I don't have liberty, then neither do you. You may think you have liberty, but you don't if the federal government can tell you what to do down to the most granular health decisions in your life. If D.C. and the White House can regulate your private health decisions and whether you get a paycheck as a result of those decisions, then they can regulate any and everything that goes on across this great land. I'll move on to a few stories under this umbrella here. I'm going to play a clip here. This is this is a Texas father. This is about a two-minute clip, folks. This is Senator Ron Johnson, who, by the way, is a hero. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin had a hearing, had an informal hearing, because the regular rest of the Senate wouldn't have this. But thankfully, he set it up. He had a hearing. This is a father in the state of Texas testifying before senators in Washington, D.C., who lost his son as a result of these experimental shots. Clip three, let's listen. I was a father of a 16-year-old son, a single parent. I raised my boy since he was a baby. He meant the world to me. I got the vaccine to protect my son. And uh, in March, April, they're announcing how it was safe for teenagers. Me and my son have never been apart. We're always together. He was my best friend. I always told him it was me and you against the world. He joined ROTC in high school. He was always full of smiles. Anybody that knew my son would see he was happy. Uh, I wasn't rich, but I gave him everything he wanted. We didn't lack for anything. We used to go fishing, camping, do everything. We got the Pfizer vaccine because I thought it was to protect him. I thought it was the right thing to do. It was like playing Russian roulette. My government lied to me. They said it was safe. Next week is his birthday. You know what I'm going to celebrate his birthday at? While everybody, once we leave here, they're going to forget about what we're doing or what they talk about, what we said here. They're going to be enjoying time with their family and kids. Thanksgiving, I'm going to spend at the cemetery. Christmas at that cemetery. They need to quit pushing this on their children. I lost mine. Y'all need to protect yours. They're, they're, they're trying to target the 5 to 12-year-olds. We're going to have more deaths in our hands than they planned. And they say it's worth the risk. It wasn't worth the risk. 
Well, there you have it. That's a Texas father who lost his 16-year-old son to the shot. And he is going to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas at the gravesite of his 16-year-old son who got the experimental shot and is now dead as a result. And if you've had your head in the sand the past 10 months and you want to find out more about this, you can go to the VARES database yourself with your own eyes and you can read the reports of adverse reactions. Our federal government decades ago set up the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. It's a database. You can look it up for yourself. It's under the Food and Drug Administration. There's probably links to it on the CDC website as well. But the VARES database is available for public consumption, for public reading. These are reports that are submitted by patients and doctors around the country. And right now, the last number I saw was about 17,000-plus deaths associated with the shot. And well over 600, maybe over by now, 700,000 adverse events since this whole thing began about 10 to 11 months ago. So if you want to read for yourself the horrific reports from the VARES database of adverse events to the shot, you can go do that yourself at the VARES database. Uh, moving on to a few other stories on this topic, the Los Angeles County Sheriff um, has said he's not enforcing the mandate in Los Angeles County because he's, 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 look, he's on the verge of losing 3,000 patrol officers in Los Angeles County alone if he enforces the, the county mandate there. This is the L.A. Sheriff in Los Angeles County. Clip 5, let's listen. This is what you expect in very similar numbers you're seeing in our fire departments throughout the nation and also in, in police departments as well. Okay, go on to the next. So subject determination, these are people who are not vaccinated, are registered in the Fulgen system. That's the grand number right there, 4,185. If you look at the sworn number, 3,137, that is the size of almost our entire patrol operation right there. Similar is almost the size of our entire custody division operation. So imagine what would happen if every one of these was forced or was terminated. What would, what would the department look like? Yeah, imagine what would happen. That's the L.A. sheriff there. Imagine what would happen if I have to fire 3,000 patrol officers tomorrow. That's the entire, that, that, the 3,000 officers covers more than just patrol. But that's how many, about how many patrol officers they have. So that's the equivalent of, of firing 3,000 patrol officers. Do you think public safety is a problem now? You eliminate thousands of officers in Los Angeles County, and then it takes officers, I don't know, about three or four hours to respond to a shooting, to a homicide, to a suicide, to a drug overdose. You think America's got problems now? Uh, you start letting the men and women of blue go over this? That's anarchy, folks. That's anarchy, and the citizens of these areas will be the ones directly to suffer. The last thing I want to talk about today is a story out of the British Medical Journal. The British Medical Journal published a report last week. Here is the title of the report. COVID-19, researcher blows whistle on data integrity issues at Pfizer's vaccine trial. 
This report was put together by an investigative journalist by the name of Paul D. Thacker. And here's the first few paragraphs of this report. Uh, This report I will link to at my podcast page at AFR.net. Go to the AFA at the Core podcast page at AFR.net on our website. Go to my show page for today, and you will be able to click through to this report. Revelations of poor practices at a contract research company helping to carry out Pfizer's pivotal COVID-19 vaccines trial raise questions about data integrity and regulatory oversight. Paul D. Thacker reports, In autumn 2020, Pfizer's chairman and chief executive, Alberta Burla, released an open letter to the billions of people around the world who were investing their hopes in a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine to end the pandemic. Quote, as I've long said before, we are operating at the speed of science, end quote, Burla wrote, explaining to the public when they could expect a Pfizer vaccine to be authorized in the United States. But for researchers who were testing Pfizer's vaccine at several sites in Texas during that autumn, speed may have come at the cost of data integrity and patient safety. A regional director who was employed at the research organization Ventavia Research Group has told the BMJ, the British Medical Journal, that the company falsified data, unblinded patients, employed inadequately trained vaccinators, and was slow to follow up on adverse events reports in Pfizer's pivotal phase three trial. You know, I talk about dirty data and bad clinical trials. This is what I'm talking about. Staff who conducted quality control checks were overwhelmed by the volume of problems they were finding. After repeatedly notifying Ventavia of these problems, the regional director, Brooke Jackson, emailed a complaint to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Ventavia fired her later the same day she filed a complaint with the FDA. Jackson has provided the British Medical Journal with dozens of internal documents, photos, audio recordings, and emails proving that Pfizer fudged the data, ignored the alarms that were ringing during phase three clinical trials, and instead they fired the person who raised the concerns and they pushed forward with the approval with the CDC and the FDA. And this is the same shot that we have on the market today. So why should I be concerned? Well, because this report is damning. AFA at the core, I'm Walker Wildman. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.